Oftentimes, in this Christian life, we get bogged down with a lot of other things. As a result of that, <clears throat> as I said last week, we lose our connection. I told you about my pool last week, that I realized that in order to keep the water clean, I got to keep the pump on. I wish I had somebody. I got to treat the water. Am I right about it? I got I to gotta test the pH and the chlorine levels because if I don't, I may be connected, but I'm not on. You, you follow what I'm saying? And oftentimes we're in Christ or we're connected, but the pump is known. Amen. The power source is not, amen, is not being, you're not pressing, you're not getting connected to the power source. So as a result of that, Amen. You and I, we start losing faith. We start losing uh, our motivation. We start losing all of these things that we used to have. And so as a result of that, we need to reconnect. Jesus talks about this in John 15. But I want to go to verse 7. <clears throat> and I'll read verse 6 because we did verse 5 last week just, just for reading's sake. Verse 6, it says, If anyone does not abide in me, that's a choice. He is what? Now, now, this is plain. I can, I can interpret this for you. He says, if he does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch. And what? You know, if you stay away from God, if you disconnect from the church, if you disconnect from Christ, this is what he's saying. He says, event, first of all, you're going to be thrown away. <clears throat> you know, just thrown to the side. And it's not because God threw you away. It's because you decided that you don't want to be connected anymore. He says, you'll be thrown away. And then here's the thing. The process is this. After you've been thrown away, after you've been disconnected from the vine, you ever seen a branch on the side of the street? When you first cut it, it, it still has life, you know, and that's how we do sometimes. We're, we're living without the connection. It looks like we're still alive, but here comes the heat. Here comes the elements. Here comes life's issues. Watch this. And then all of a sudden, you drive by there in a week or two weeks, and that branch is what? Dried up. Now, I hope that's not where you are in your Christian journey, where your leaves have been dried up or you've been cut off. Look what he says. He says, he says, it's thrown away and it's dried up, and they gather them and do what? Cast them into the fire. And they are what? Burned. Verse 7, if you abide what? In me and my Words abide in you. Watch this. Ask. Ask. I got money problems. I'm struggling with myself. I'm struggling with my purpose. He says, ask what? Whatever. Come on, somebody. You wish. I wish I had some praying people like this in my church. 
I wish I had some people who can pray like this. And whatever you ask, I know we got some people like that. Whatever you ask, he says, it shall what? For who? For you. You got to take this personal. I want to talk about this morning staying committed to Christ. Last week we talked about staying connected. Today I want to talk about staying committed to Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your power and presence. Thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us to be here another Sunday morning. Would you bless now the preaching of your word? Lord, I ask now that you'd stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice. Cancel the schemes and the plans of the enemy. Lord, let us have a word today from heaven. Let the anointing fall fresh upon us. And may the word of God open up to us so clearly that we can say, I see it. I finally see it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And thank God you may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, staying committed to Christ. Amen. Amen. Oftentimes, it seems in life, it's all about commitment. If you looked in the news recently, you saw the Russian team. <laughs> Amen. Uh, some of the teammates were found uh, using steroids or enhancement drugs to enhance their performance. As a result of that, the whole team, the whole Russian team, and the whole Russian team and all of the other players in all the different areas that's representing the Olympics from Russia, they've all been banned. They've all been disqualified. Amen. Because a few people, amen, made the choice not to commit, amen, to clean sports. Amen. Not, uh, not made the commitment, amen, to playing by the rules. There are times in life where our commitments affect not only, hello somebody, us, but it affects everybody in our lives and around us. We find that this penalty that they gave them, uh, they are protesting now. The clean, the ones who are doing right, complaining and saying, you know, we've done all the right things. We've, you know, we didn't, we didn't take no drugs. We've been tested 15 and 20 times, but yet, amen, they're still being banned. I, I haven't followed up with the story yet to find out what the outcome is. But here's the thing. Oftentimes in the body of Christ, what you don't realize is that not only your connection, but your commitment not only affects you, but it affects everyone else in the body of Christ. I want to say this to you. When you became a believer of Jesus Christ and you became a, a born-again believer, you became part of this body of Christ. 
whether you're in this church or another church or another church, whatever you do affects the body of Christ. It affects you. It affects everything you do. And oftentimes, our commitments, amen, uh, we, we start falling short on our commitments. We find that in life we commit to marriage and then all of a sudden we get married and we're like, man, I wasn't expecting all of this. Do I have anybody? Have you ever committed to a job or you started workouts or you, amen, you changed the way you were eating, uh, amen, you started to serve in ministry only to find that your commitment was more, hello somebody, than you expected. I want to tell you something. It's tough when you made that commitment and then you have to follow through on that commitment. But the question today is, do you live with the regrets? Amen. Or will you live with the regrets that you have not truly committed yourself, amen, to Christ as you should? Oftentimes, amen, we question ourselves or we question our ability, but God says your ability has nothing to do with your commitment. Amen. If you're going to commit to Christ, it requires something. It requires sacrifice. But you and I got to remember this, that we're not committing just to anything. We're committing to someone greater than ourselves. I don't know about you, but if I were to ask you this morning, what has Jesus done for you? What would you tell me? Would you tell me that he's been good to you? Would you tell me that in spite of your faithfulness, in spite of your, amen, in spite of your lack of faithfulness, in spite of everything you've been through, God has been good to you? Do I have anybody in this room today that can testify that in spite of myself, in spite of my shortcomings, in spite of where I've been, in spite of what I've been doing, yet and still God is still providing for me. He's still He's still blessing me. He's still making a way for me. He, amen. He woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. He put food on my table. Just when I thought that I was falling apart, God just swooped in and he blessed me and he showed me how awesome and how wonderful he is. I'm talking to somebody here today that understand what I'm talking about. That in spite of your yeah, your little faith, in spite of your lack of trust, in spite of all those things, God still is committed to you. Do I have anybody that can testify? Amen. And it should make you feel bad every now and then. Amen. That yet I'm still where I am. Amen. It should make you feel bad that, listen, God's been doing so much for me, but yet I've been doing so less for him. Do I have anybody? Amen. I know one thing. I know that I've had some people in my life that's been good to me. And listen, I want to tell you something. I'm still committed to them because guess what? I understand something. People don't have to be good to you. And here's the other thing. God doesn't have to be good to you. In other words, God doesn't need me to do anything for him. But yet God lays out in scripture, amen, he lays out the formula for how I ought to live, but yet every now and then I just put it to the side. Do I have anybody? I start reading my Bible, I start praying, and then all of a sudden I go back to doing the same thing I used to do. I stop reading, I stop praying, I stop praising. And eventually, like Psalm 1, he says, you go from walking to standing and then you just start sitting. I'm talking to somebody. 
I found out after all these years of serving God that along with faithfulness, my commitment to God, when I didn't even know what I was doing, I was still committed to him. And yet, God has proven to me time after time, it's not in your ability. It's not how strong you are. It's not how smart you are. It's the fact that you're willing. Do I have any willing people today? Do I have anybody here who can testify that, listen, I'm willing, God, but amen, I believe, but help my unbelief. Come on, somebody. And I found out, saints, I found out that commitment starts, amen, in the heart. I believe that commitment starts, amen, with you wanting more for your life. Somebody here this morning, you got to want more. Come on, somebody. You have to want more. If you're satisfied where you are right now, then praise God for you. But I hope that you want more for your life. And I want to say this, in addition to everything that you have going on in your life, amen, it's real important that you remember that God made a commitment to you. Here's a few commitments God made to you. Number one, I'll never leave you. Come on, somebody. I'll never leave you. Now, now here's the thing. Now, if I was talking about being committed to, you know, to something, you know, I mean, listen, I... You you know, I'm just saying. But 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 we're talking about God. We're talking about Jesus. We're not talking about you know Buddha. We're not we're not talking about anything else. And say, listen, let me say this to you. You know, you how how many you committed to your job? Amen. Commitment. Now, here's the thing. Now, you're committed because you show up. So, I don't want to hear that. I ain't committed. You're committed. You've been on your job how long? 20 years been on your job. Commitment. That's com- Give her a hand. That's commitment. Not, not everybody lasts that long. Amen. Amen. I can remember when you started, right? You remember when you started? You didn't think you were going to be there that long either. <laughs> Amen. You said three years. Now, it's 20 years. Amen. And so, and so here's the thing. You commit because you're getting something out of it. What are you getting? Your bills are being paid. Come on, somebody. Food on your table. Benefits. Come on, somebody. Amen. They give you. Now, listen. It's amazing. I ain't going to say that. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm gonna say, it's amazing how they dictate how much vacation time you're going to get. I thought we live in a free country, right? You only get two weeks. Come on, somebody. You know what I mean? I mean, seriously. I mean, how can you dictate what I'm going to get if we're in a free country? Amen. And then if you don't show up, guess what's going to happen? If you just decide, I'm going to take off, right? Take off for a week and don't call in and see what happens. And all that commitment, all of that energy and all of that power and all of that stuff that you've invested, amen, in that job, you'll find out in the end, amen, they were more committed to something else. And so commitment works two ways. And so what we find is that Jesus is talking to his disciples, his followers, and he's given them an example and, and I want to say this to you, saints. If you've, if you've disconnected, then that's one issue. But I believe that your, your disconnection 
is a direct result of your commitment. And oftentimes, we know that God is good and he's powerful, he's able, but yet we lack in this area of commitment. You know, you know the church has to, has to do things to, to appeal to people now. You know, it used to be people be willing, I'll serve. I'll serve. I'll, I'll, I'll be wherever you want me to be. I remember when God saved me. See, I, I don't want to tell you, so I'm grateful. I'm still grateful. And because and I don't want to go back. And, and listen, for some of us, we've had chance. Oh, yeah. After chance. Let me, let me listen real quick. After chance, after chance, 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 chance. If I was to keep counting how many chances you and I had. Oh, wish I had somebody. Guess what? Guess what? We would be like, man, if God was just to say, I ain't giving you no more chance. We wouldn't even have no grace for chance. Because we've ran out of, come on somebody, the, the job only tolerates you for a week. Come on somebody. One week. They said, you, you don't show up, you don't call. One week. You get no grace. Three days on your job. Three, to, three days to a week, and then it's over for you. But yet God, come on somebody, he's still committed. When you feel like it, come on somebody. When you don't feel like it, when you're up, when you're down, when you're in between, when, when life looks like it's falling apart on you, God says, listen, you got, I got a friend that sticks closer than a brother. That, that scripture talks about a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I want to illustrate that to the Holy Spirit. You have someone inside of you called the Holy Spirit and he lives in you. And let me say this to you. No matter where you go, you will never be able to shake God. The Bible says in Psalm 139, where can, you go from, where can I go from your presence? Where can I hide from you? Amen. He said, before a word comes out my mouth, you know it. Before I even think a thought, he knows it. He says, if I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I make my bed in heaven, you're there. He says, where can I go from you, God? And so oftentimes I think to myself, how can I really think that I can get away from him? I really can't. But the one thing about God is this, saints. God wants you to live a good life, given the circumstances that you're living under. All right, now here's the thing. You say, when I say a good life, I want to say a godly life. Because here's the thing. Oftentimes we're trying or we are committing to the wrong life. Or we're committing to the wrong thing. Watch the text. John writes and he records what Jesus says. Jesus says in verse 6. If anyone hmm, does not abide. Now, this word abide has been used several times throughout this one chapter. 
Whenever you look at scripture and you see a word that's repeated constantly, you have to know that that's the key theme of that verse. Not only that, but it's important to Jesus. Jesus was so afraid that you and I would, be, would fall back that he kept repeating it. Because he understood, he understands what we face every day. The Bible says we have a high priest who sympathizes with our weaknesses. He knows. But there's some things that you have to take responsibility for, and that is your commitment. Are you with me? It's time to stop blaming your husband. <laughs> Amen. It's time to stop blaming your wife or blaming your children or blaming the job or blaming the traffic or amen or blaming the roaches and bla you know all kinds of stuff we blame amen because we don't want to be committed anymore imagine you something it, it was real easy when you were going through what but what happened and these are the things that you have to ask yourself as you go along in the journey what happened Watch this. Watch the text. He says, if anyone does not abide in me. Now, that's a deliberate choice. What happens to him? And I just told you, he's thrown away. Now, I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be no throwaway. <laughs> I don't want to be no throwaway. I, I don't want to live my life up to this point, let me say, let me say, it gets hard. Some, can I just tell you something? Can I tell you all something? It gets rough sometimes. It gets so hard where I look beyond my, I look beyond myself. I said, man, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. I, I, I you know, I'm seriously, I, I you know, I, I look at things sometimes like, man, this, man, what is going on? What, why, why is this happening? Anybody? It's just tough. It is that tough. But I don't want to be no throwaway. Because if I don't remain, now look at the word. The word says anyone. So it doesn't matter whether you're a pastor or a preacher or a deacon or a leader or whatever you are. It's anyone. It's all inclusive. There's no special rule for anybody in the kingdom. It's anyone. He says, if anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away and his branch dries up. So the point is, if you're not connected to him, you're going to dry up. And you're going to live a life that's so miserable, amen, that you're going to want to run back. But some of us, because of our pride, we won't run back. I wish I had somebody. He says, we'll dry up. And listen, and gathered them and cast them into the what? Into the fire and they are burned. Verse 7. Then he comes back again. And he uses the same phrase. He says, if you what? Now, now notice, this is the opposite of what he said before. I love what Jesus said. Jesus gives us the extreme. The extremity of not abiding is what? Disconnection. Uh, dryness, burnt up, and what else? You'll be a throw, not a throw back, but a throw away. 
Are y'all follow, following me in this? Now watch what he said. He says, but if you what? Here's the positive side to it. If you do what? If you abide in me. Now the word abide means to stay. And I think that the first thing, the first point I want to give you today is that if you're going to, if you're going to stay committed to Christ, put the lights down here. You have to be willing. See, I always assume people are committed, and that's where I get let down. Oh, I wish I had somebody. I believe that you have to be willing. The question is, how willing are you? Are you willing to commit to staying committed to God, to Jesus? Because listen, if you're not committed to, the if is a first class condition. If and it is true. There are three classes of condition is if and it's not true, if and maybe it's true, and then if and it is true. This if is if and it is true. So that means that it's a fact. It's a conditional promise. Amen. That if you re remain in him, you will be blessed. And it's, it's amazing to me, saints, that you and I, we know this, right? We, don't we know this? We know. I mean, I mean when you started doing it, you, things just start going well. But you know where we fall off? In the testing period. In the trials of your faith, the testing of your faith, the, the going through of the refining and God is trying to prove whether or not you committed or not. Because if God is going to use you, he has to make sure that you're committed. Are you with me? And listen, 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 listen to this. He says, if you about the fact that you're staying in Christ is evidence. Watch this. The longer you commit, let, let, me, let me help you. Let me help somebody with this. The longer you commit, the stronger you will become. And the more tolerance you'll have for those things that you're going through in life. But some of us don't get it. Amen. It's like. Anybody see yourself repeating a cycle? Just doing it over. It's like you're doing well, you're running well, and then boom, you get hit, and then you go right back to where you were. You know what brought you back there? Your commitment. Your, see, what Satan did was he was trying to prove to God that you wasn't really committed. That's what he's always trying to do. Oh, you think you got him? Yeah, okay, watch. Watch. Come here, Job. You think you got Job? Oh, I, I wish I had some Job in me every now and then when I'm going through. I need to say, you know what? Naked I came in. Naked I can't go out. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Sometimes I need that kind of faith in, in the midst of what I'm going through. Amen. I need Job's kinds of patient, patience to say, God, I'm going to make it through this. But here's the thing. 
Are you committed to him? Are you willing to commit? That's the first thing. The second thing, watch this. See, your commitment to Christ. Oh, man, let, let me just say this. <clears throat> the fact that you're staying committed to Christ, let me give you this. You may want to note this in your notes. You ready for this? I want you to be very, I don't want you to, don't, don't take this the wrong way, okay? You ready? Take this the right way. Because I ain't going to tell you nothing wrong. The fact that you're staying committed is evidence of your salvation. I'll say it one more time. The fact that you're staying committed is evidence that you're saved. Watch this. The, your commitment to Christ is your evidence, watch this, in your sanctification process. The evidence is your sanctification, that I'm getting stronger, that I'm getting better, that I'm not giving up, that I'm not throwing in the towel, that I'm, listen, I'm pressing on. <laughs> yeah, I know they told me I couldn't do it, but guess what? I'm staying committed. Listen, I need some evidence every now and then that I'm saved. Guess what? I can pray. I can praise. Pastor, I don't feel good. I don't feel like it today, but guess what? I'm going to lift my hands anyhow. Why? Because not every day is going to be Sunday. Because the testing of your faith produces something. You know what it produces? Patience. The patience to wait on God in spite of what you're going through. Because in order for God to give you anything more than where you are, watch this, he's got to make sure that you're committed. And and listen, the reason we're in this cycle is because we're looking at everything, watch this, in the natural, but we're not looking at it in the spiritual. Your spiritual vision allows you to see, oh, this is a test. Okay, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to do me some studying. Okay, the last time I went through the same thing, come on somebody, I did the same thing. I'm doing the same, hold on, not this time. Devil, you a lie, not this time. I'm so committed to my walk now that guess what? I expect opposition. I expect temptation. I, listen, you had me before. See what I'm saying? I didn't expect it before, but I'm so committed now that I know that the devil is coming. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to praise him anyhow. I know. Take me, Lord. Whatever you want to do, do it. Why? Because I know I can make it through this. See, that's the key, y'all. You have to be willing. God doesn't want Want in, that God doesn't want to force his will. He doesn't want to force anything on you. He wants to know whether you're willing. But here's the thing. The fact that I'm committed is the evidence that I'm saved. So when you find yourself doing this, shrinking back, when you find yourself saying, oh, I don't feel like going today. You know, you know, you know what I mean? I ain't got enough, I ain't got the right clothes. What's an excuse? It's a reason wrapped up in a lie. There's no good, there's not any good excuse for not staying committed. When I start this step, step up series, I'll show you something. Look at, look, at, look at the second part of that verse. He says, man, I got a few minutes. Watch what he says. 
He says, and if you abide in me, so, so the thing is, you have to be willing to commit to Christ, right? But look what he says next. He says, and my words abide where? See, see the formula? A lot of people want to get saved, right? And not stay in Christ. Or in church. So like, so what they'll do is they'll, they'll get saved and, and, you know, they'll do a few things and then they'll back off from it. But here's the other, here's the formula, y'all. The next thing is, you have to commit to applying the word. That's why most people fail. They hear the word, they say, Pastor, amen, shout it out. You find what I'm saying? Who I'm, I left church happy. That's left, I left church full. Full of what? <laughs> full of the word. Okay, so you're full of the word, but Monday through Saturday, you're not applying the word. And if you're not committed to applying the word to your life, this is the problem with most people that start off in Christ. Watch this. And in the word. And they, they start off in the word, but then they stop applying the word. James says, if you hear the word and do not apply the word, in a nutshell, he says you're like a person who is fooling themselves. Listen, I can fool myself into thinking I'm really committed to Jesus. But he says that the only way that you're going to stay committed is if you stay, if you're willing to commit to him. But secondly, you have to be willing, I meant to say willing to commit to him. But the second thing is, you have to be willing to apply the word. Application of the word. So, now that I know, he says, listen, you're in trouble with your commitment if you're not in the word. And if you're not applying the word, you have to pay attention when you are lacking the word, you are less committed. You ever notice that? From the moment that you stop reading the word or stop getting the preaching, all of a sudden what happens? What starts happening? You become what? Less and less what? Committed. So the word is the holding power in your life. The Bible says this about the word. The word is living. And it's active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces as far as the division of soul and spirit, both joints and marrow. It's able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of your heart. The word can deal with your physical man. The word, word can deal with your emotional man. The word can deal with your mental man. The word can deal with every area of your life. Why? Because the word has power. 
Are you with me? The word is powerful. The word is God's word. It's living. It's good for reproof. It's good for correction. It's good for training in righteousness so that the man or the woman of God may be adequate and equipped for every good work. The word equips you to be committed to God. The word is a light unto your feet, a lamp unto your path. Listen, the word changes you. It changes the way you think. It changes the way you talk. It changes the way you walk. But here's the thing. If you're not applying the word, if you're just hearing it, if you're taking notes and you're not applying it, you got to walk it out. You got to live it out. And when you start living the word, your life starts changing. Listen, I believe that's why I've made it this far. The word keeps you committed because it's your guide. The psalmist says it's sweeter than honey from a honeycomb. I want to tell somebody something. The word of God can break through in areas in your life. Listen, if you start applying it, See, you have to commit to applying it. He says, not only must you remain in Christ, but you must remain in the word. And oftentimes, we hear the word, but we're not reading it consistently. All right, watch this, watch this, watch what he says. He says, ask, now he moves to ask. I thought that was pretty powerful. He says, now ask let me ask you a question. <laughs> I want to be real practical today. All right? Do you think God's going to answer your prayer if you're not committed? But yet you're still praying. I'm just saying, do you think he will? I don't think he will. God is not going to, God, God says in his word, Jesus is speaking. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. He said, what's the sound? He said, when you get up here, matter of fact, you ain't got to get up here. When you get on your knees at home. Listen, I see sometimes we struggle, but we should not be struggling if we have a commitment to Christ. How many of you committed to him? And if you're committed to him, how many of you have been converted? How many of you have been saved? And if you've been converted and if you've been saved, then guess what? You have this capacity, but it's your commitment. And today, you have to change your commitment. See, you see, when you find yourself losing commitment, you have to ask God. God, the same God you're praying for, yeah, Lord, to take care of your problems, to take care of your situations, to take care of your trials, is the same God, God, I'm sleeping slipping in commitment area. I'm slipping, Lord, help me. I'm slipping. I know I'm slipping. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Why am I at the beach when I should be at church? Why am I in the club when I should be in church? Why am I in the bar when I should be at church? But then Sunday morning I get up and I pray to God that I expect an answer from, but I'm getting no answers from them. That's why people give up on prayer. But they don't realize that their commitment to applying the word and staying in Christ, watch this, is the key to getting the prayer answered. Woo! Not only your motives, 
but your commitment. I never seen it that way. He says, ask. Now, I don't know about you, but what I want you to do in that scripture is put your whatever's there. Whatever. And I, and I want to tell you something. If you're truly committed, not tomorrow, right now while you're sitting here, right now, if you renew your commitment and you say, God, today, right now, right now, I'm asking for this. I want to tell you something. It's already worked out. Expect it. So, not, see, because here's what happens to us. Let me just say it. Let me just say it. I've been pastoring long enough to know this. You have to be willing to commit to Christ. I mean, I should have put that, to Christ. You have to be willing to commit to applying what? Number three. Isn't that the three things that we drop off on? Summertime, bathing suits and beaches and parties and vacations and you see what I'm saying? And all these other stuff, family reunions and all this other stuff. And guess what started happening? We stopped praying. We don't pray as we used to. But yet we want the same God to answer those prayers. Are you with me? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. When you find yourself asking and he's not answering, check your commitment level. Don't check sin because you already know about that. But if you've already checked your sin, oh yeah, uh-huh. I'm trying to give you something. This is, man, the Christian life is like technical to me. I look at it like a computer. It's technical. When one area isn't working, it's like, man, what do I need to do? God, I've been asking you for this. I've been praying, praying, praying. And it ain't nothing, 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 nada. Poquito nothing. <laughs> See, I done spoke in tongues, y'all. Y'all done got me speaking in tongues today. Nada. Not, nothing. <laughs> My commitment. I'm praying. Want to tell you something? We got a praying church. I discovered that. But guess what? If we really was to amp up our commitment at 6 p.m. to get on that prayer line, no matter where we are, we've seen miracles happen here. People have been coming left and right. But if we were to amp up our commitment to prayer at 6 p.m. every day, what do you think? We want a building. We need a building by the end of 2016. God's going, we need to commit to praying for that. See? He says, and here's the thing. I can always tell a committed person. You know why? When they pray for me, it happens. Oh, oh, I love committed. Committed people, when they pray, they have, they have a connection because he says, whatever. I, I, 
I just, I just think about this word wish. Cash up. What are you wishing for right now? Some of you want good health. Come on, somebody. Some of you want a house. Some of you want uh, a better job. Some of you want some, uh, some peace. But how many of you want a stronger commitment to Christ? That's first on the list. Should be. So that whatever, listen, I want you to try this. Lord, I'm committed. Lord, change my commitment level. I'm going to stay connected to you. I'm going to stay committed to you. So that whatever, I'm going to change the course of my life. I got six more months to do it. And Lord, I'm asking you to help me to become a more committed person. Wherever I'm needed in the kingdom of God, Lord, let me be used by you. Let me be used by you. Lord, let me commit to applying the word. Let me commit to staying connected to you. Let me stay, remain in you, abide in you, stay around you. Christ's words condition and control such a believer's mind. Watch this. That, 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 that no matter, watch this, that when they pray, they get answers. His words are controlling your mind and your heart so much so that guess what? You're not consumed by the things that you're going through. You're not, you're not discouraged by where you are. I got one more point. I'm going to sit down. And here's the thing. When you have, when you're praying for whatever you wish, it will always be for the Father's will, not yours. And his will becomes your will, and your will becomes his will, and then y'all too cool like that. And then you and God is on the same page. Isn't that something that God's given us an opportunity to understand this stuff? But I want to show you something real quick. He says, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Now watch this. The will be done, it's in the indicative mood. Which means it's a fact. You know, we had a prayer breakfast yesterday. You know, here's the thing. Just imagine the people, those people of Israel at the Jericho Wall. Right? God said, I want you to march around this wall seven times. Seven. Now watch this. Your situation in your life right now, it looks impossible. I mean, you got some impossible. You got bad credit. You got, yeah, I mean, seriously, you got low money. You got, 
I mean, seriously, I mean, the, the, the list goes on. I mean, shoot, we ain't got no food, we ain't got no money, we ain't got no gas, we ain't got no, what else? We ain't got no new clothes. I mean, we're just struggling. It's a Jericho wall. But God says, if you abide in me and my words so in other words, when you come, you know what you got to commit to when you come to church? Listening. Not hearing. Listen. And then apply. He says, ask. I have to commit to prayer. So God said to them, this is Joshua's first challenge as a leader. He says, Joshua, Walk around there seven times. Done. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Did Joshua say that? Did Joshua say, oh, okay, yeah, right, whatever. No, Joshua believed God's word. What I'm trying to tell you, saints, you've got to believe this. It's time out. For, listen, I can hoop, I can shout, we can get happy. But if you're not doing this, we ain't going nowhere. Can you imagine by the time they go around there, they go around one time. This is the sixth time, right? They come around the sixth time. They're walking around. Can you imagine somebody in that chain start thinking, man, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. Shoot, I, I, man, I don't know. Hurt. I don't know what's going to happen. I shoot. I, boy, we. But everybody was on one accord. <laughs> and that Jericho wall just fell down upon God's word and their obedience and commitment to apply what he has said. He says, ask whatever you wish, and it shall be done for you, right? I told you it's in the indicative mood, but watch this. You ready for this? It's in the future tense. Don't miss it. No. Ah. It's in the what? It's in the future tense. I'm going to say it one more time. It's in the what tense? So some people will grab this promise and say, yeah, I'm in God. I'm applying his word. Yeah, it's going to happen right now for me. Don't get let down. This is why we get disappointed because you said ask whatever, but God says in my timing, not yours. That's the problem with us. We get disappointed with God's timing. God knows when he's going to give you that husband. He knows when he's going to give you that money. He knows when he's going to give you. If God would have given you that car when you wanted it, you wouldn't be in church. If God was to give you that job right now, we won't see you no more. 
No mas. There I go again. There I go again. I'm speaking in tongues. No mas. Adios, amigos. <laughs> Gone. See you later. So here's the thing about prayer and staying committed. My last point. I'm sitting down. You can expect answered prayers. Couldn't hear you. So do I need to open the doors of the church? Are you ready to come and say, God, I commit because my prayer ain't being answered. My stuff is jacked up. I can't even speak in tongues. I'm not even reading the word anymore. I'm in and out. I got a lot of head knowledge, but I have no walking out knowledge. Walk it out. Walk it out. <laughs> you got to walk it out. And if you walk it out and live it out, guess what's going to happen? Can I, can I just close right here by saying this? This message was for you. I wasn't going to preach this. But this message is for you. I, I, I believe I'm on to something here. I gave you a secret today, a mystery from God's word. That if you commit to him, every prayer, he'll hear it. He'll bank it. He got your list. And then, watch this, as you're walking in your commitment, future tense, he's going to drop it on you. 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 Because he knows. And, he lo and which father will not give his child what they ask for? Come on, somebody. No conditions. He says, which one of you, when your kid asks for, for, for something, you're going to give him a snake? Right? Bread, and you're going to give him a snake. But I believe we're on to something today. That if we change the level of our commitment to God, then when I get on my knees and I'm praying, Lord, heal my body. God, deliver me. God, set me free. God, God, I'm asking, Lord, I need a raise. I, Lord, I need some more money. I, Lord, you know, I'm, you know what I want to do for the church, Lord. You know, listen, a lot of us had that in our hearts. But if you're not committed, he's not hearing that. So God is saying, if you remain in me, my words abide in you. He says, ask. I'm committed to prayer. Don't abandon prayer. But rem always remember, the answer to the prayer is in the future tense. And you have to get good with God's timing, not your timing. And don't get disappointed when your timing doesn't match up 
with God's timing. But here's the thing about God. He's going to give you exactly what you need in his time because he knows what you need in this time right now. Give God a hand clap.